Greetings, Hare Krishna! Welcome to episode number 52 of Lucha World. We go over all the doings in AAA, Lucha Underground, CMLL. We talk Marco Corleone, Jim Cornette, and of course, we talk about... Well, okay, I've always been told... If you can't say something nice about somebody, don't say anything at all. If that holds true, then I say, let's have a moment of silence for thunder. Episode number 52 of Lucha World. Yeah, I had an alternate. uh, Kirk called it thunder. Yeah, boy. Maybe that's a curse. You start start, uh, talking crap about a terrible worker, and then your work rate starts to suffer, too. No, we didn't even get started on it. We were going to talk about it. As if I ever had any work rate to brag of. Um, Yeah, well, Lucha World, here we are. And, by the way, go to the uh, Lucha World website and check out the cool new Lucha World t-shirts now available. So, it's Vandal Drummond, VD, and Frito. Frito and the Freak, we have returned. And they're... Been about a month. It's been about a month. and A lot of issues before many, getting to this show. Many, many, many issues. I, what, in fact, you know... Well, actually... My issues started like a week after the our last podcast. Your issues were computer related. Yeah, the internet died on me. <laughs> oh my lord! My my modem died on me, and it took like a week to get the new modem in. It's working fine now. So yeah, I remember because I was I was you know actually my phone died at first, 
that's where the whole thing started. My phone died. Oh, no way. Yeah, the 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 landline actually mm-hmm. um, had this weird issue where um the the calls were cutting after two um, rings. So so we had to get somebody in to check the, the somebody from Verizon to check that out. So the guy comes over, checks it out. It's a it's one of those DSL filters that mm-hmm. was damaged. Fixes that. Then he decides to say, "Hey, I think I could. Um, do you want me to maybe get rid of a few of those wires for your uh, internet connection?" And I was like, "Hey, sure, why not? You know, everybody wants fewer wires in their home." So he messes around, does that, turns on the modem, and all of a sudden, the modem we only get two lights <laughs> instead of four. I'm still in one of those, um, and so he decides to say he can't do anything more with it. So I call my internet provider they tell me they they send in somebody else the following like i think it was on a wednesday and um that guy checks the outside line tells me he can't do anything inside so then he i tell him hey so what do i do he's like you better call your internet pro- provider and um don't let them drag this out so like sure enough i they told me we fixed it right away they sent me the mm-hmm. the the the, the, mo- the new modem they're trying to do, you know, that whole thing where the phone company, the cable company, internet companies, the first thing they tell you is disconnect, connect, yep. turn on, turn off, your whatever thing, like the phone. When we used to, I, don't, I don't know if you ever called the phone company. They always used to tell you to ch- hook up one of those old phones to la, the line, directly oh, no. into the line. You never had that no, phone? No, no, no. You never had that? Done? Back in the modem days, you mean? No, no. When your phone would go out. Your phone, oh, the phone okay, company. Yeah. No, they would tell you to get one of those old phones. You know, the ones that have the 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 wire. Yes, uh, yes. The and they would have you the cord because now most of us have cordless phones. Yes, these were with the cord. They would tell you to hook it up to the directly to the to whatever you were to the little the, the phone boxes and yeah. all that stuff. So you don't know. You're not gonna figure. <laughs> you're not gonna fix that or anything. So that's what internet companies. That's what they do too. They tell you to turn it on, turn it off, disconnect, connect. Cable companies, they tell you to turn it on, turn it off, take out the little card, put it back in. So I told the guy right away, I was like, I already tried that. Send me the modem. He's like, okay. <laughs> so um, they, they sent it. I think it took about four to five days to arrive. Got here. Worked perfectly. That was fine. I think that week you sent me a – I think you might have called me that week. like, Or did you send me an email? I no, called, you called me. You called because, me like on a Friday. Because I, every now and then... We were going to do a podcast that yes. week, I think. And and every now and then I saw that you would, you know, you would access Twitter or Facebook and just... Yeah, because I, I went to my sister's I'm house. I'm still having yeah. computer problems. Yeah. Going, oh, so yeah, I, I did call you. Yeah, because then I think you called like, I think on a Friday maybe or Thursday or Friday, mm-hmm. some some day and once the once the internet was working, working. And, and we were going to plan to do a podcast and I think... Three or four days later, I think, my, maybe Monday, that following Monday might have been it, mm-hmm. you called and said you had a strep throat. That's right. Yeah. Uh, not strep throat. Uh, I had a sinus throat and ear infection. Yeah, but you could barely talk on the phone. I knew I that. I could barely talk. I, I, was flattened, I was flattened for a week. You yeah. Know? Yes. Sinus, throat, and ear. I always was interested in the three-way, but <laughs> My luck. Yeah. Just my luck. Um. But yeah, I uh, yeah. In fact, <laughs> that week's kind of a haze for me. Yeah. Just, uh, and and because that would have been the third, I think second or yeah, third week we so were going to we do. We both had quite an interesting month. Yeah. And, and, it wasn't and that I've, big I've, a watched, deal, I've watched 
so little wrestling. I, well, that week I watched. We were going to do the podcast, mm-hmm. and I had told you I had watched so little wrestling because of the internet. I had yes. having the internet issues, and I thought, let's just do it some other time. And then um, I think that's when you called me the the following weekend that you yes, were picking. yes. And I've been I've been like I got caught up though. I've been getting soaked in a uh, like. Uh, <laughs> More and t- more traveling into the past. Last time we did a podcast, it was uh, Poncho Valentino. Yeah. And now I'm uh, totally uh, searching for the uh, 20th century octopus. From what? From where? 1930s. A uh, wrestler called Jimmy El Bulbo. Oh, really? Yeah, Jimmy Mexico the or? Well, that's a funny thing. He. Uh, he started in Mexico under his name Eugenio Munoz, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And when I mean started with the Impresa, I mean the first year they were in existence. Yeah, and got a pretty good push. And the first I ever heard of him was in in the early '90s. Box Ilucha had these great uh, stories. Was called Bienvenidos al Pasado. Is that Welcome mm-hmm. to the Past or something yeah, like that? Yeah. And they had these great histories of, you know, all the all the guys like Charo Aguayo and Jack O'Brien, those guys. And they had one on Jimmy El Pulpo, and I was, you know, I, I wish I could... I know I have a, that issue somewhere, but, yeah, it kind of intrigued me. And they said something about he went to the United States and, you know, uh, never came back uh, to Mexico. And... So recently, somebody on YouTube actually had a match featuring Vincent Lopez and El Pulpo wow. against, uh, oh, who was it? I think, I want to say it was Nick Lutz and uh, Dick Davis Corp. From, from when? From 30s, the, the 30s. Like news, that newsreel footage. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Uh, it was a good like eight minutes of it, and that got me, I said, well, oh, that's, that, that's that octopus dude. And then... I'm looking around, uh, surfing the net, and I found somebody, I think it was on eBay, was selling a poster advertising Jim Lundos versus El Pulpo. And the more research I'm doing, this guy actually had a significant push in a number of territories. Wow. Uh, mostly here in Southern California, Northern California, uh, Colorado, uh, Texas, I want to say the West Virginia, too, I'm not certain. But it, it's funny, one of those guys who, you know, I'd hear his name every now and then, and it looked like he actually had, you know, some clout. I mean, uh, and was actually put in there with the world champions and stuff like that. And one of the funniest things was, I'm also reading Steve Yowie's, uh book on Strangler Lewis, and I've only just started. started it, and I've thumbed through it, and it's, oh man... <laughs> Salute Steve Yoey. That guy does his homework. Is it more of a like story and not like to um remember that NWA book that kind of like looked like more like oh oh it, oh. Re- it read more like a in fact on a very like more like a like a like a textbook, like a textbook. yeah I, yeah yeah it was good information but it was very dry yeah uh, no this is this is pretty good well and the and the thing is that is that what he's exploring is what part of Strangler Lewis was fact what was myth what was hyperbole. And just coincidentally, somewhere in the book he mentions how, for publicity, they had Strangler Lewis like act as uh, Vincent Lopez's manager 
Uh-huh. I guess to give Lopez a big rub because he was a huge draw, and I, you know, I'm assuming, you know, having Strangle Lewis be your mouthpiece or even just having your name associated does made you a bigger deal. Yeah. Well, as I'm as I'm uh, perusing stuff for Jimmy El Pulpo, uh, there was an LA Times article where they were. They were kind of giving a similar rub. I don't think it went as far as with Lopez, but they were saying Strangler Lewis is keeping a close eye on this, uh, you know, young talent from Mexico, Jimmy El Pulpo, and um, well, that, that's me. I love going back into history and like finding these names that. Can't believe you weren't watching AAA all these weeks of worth of AAA. Not. Of course not. You know, you know me. <laughs> I, I'm going to have my my nose buried in a book. Or did the you internet. did you finally see Daniel Bryan's retirement? No, that's no, a funny story. Just haven't watched that. No, I, I DVR'd it and forgot to set it for an extra mm. half hour. So I saw him get in the ring, and uh, show ended. <laughs> did, you, did you did you read that story about what would have happened if he would have been given the you know the okay and not and 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 maybe not stayed with WWE, but if he would have gotten his release and been a uh, you know been able to wrestle elsewhere? Did you hear that story? Well, well, that he was going to wrestle. Um, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and then CML to because he was planning on like he would have liked to have headlined an anniversary show versus Atlantis. Oh my god, that would have been awesome! Yeah, yeah. I'm even more. I think I, I I like the idea of it, but I'm not sure how how that would like. I think I think Daniel Bryan did more planning for that than than CML actually would have planned for it. <laughs> probably, <laughs> I think it CML, probably would have worked well. Although I think if CML if he if 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 he would have shown up and said, "Hey, I, I want to do it," CML would have been like. Well, okay, because I'm sure there's enough people in Samuel that would know who Daniel Bryan is by now. It's not, it's not, it's... And it is so refreshing to see somebody who is obviously schooled in American style, but has a great appreciation for every facet yeah. of wrestling. Yeah, this guy is cool. I mean, I'm of course, glad I'm, I'm not sure he would have liked teaming with Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been him, Thunder, and like, uh, who else, like... Yeah, uh, Pulvera versus Atlantis and <laughs> like some rant, Super Porky and Blue Mr. Panther Niebla, or something. Yeah, yeah Mr. Niebla <laughs> keeping them. Well, I w- Daniel Bryan. Well, in fact, man, I, I... Although I would have liked to have seen Daniel Bryan holding Zacharias Alpetico's hand down the stairs. Oh, he would have sold it. He would have sold it. <laughs> he would, I think, imagine... I think he would have carried him. I think he would have carried him. <laughs> imagine Daniel Bryan with Barbara Carbonario and Negro Casas. Oh, <laughs> that would have been sweet, great. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> because he's one of those dudes who actually would... He would be perfectly fine doing that stuff. because oh, he awesome. He gets it. Yeah. Totally. So what did you think about his retirement? I'm glad he's retiring when he is. I mean, uh, I think it's a good idea. I mean, yeah. I, I am hearing all these people saying, couldn't he just do one more program? And well, you know, my I, God, how many? When you lose track of concussions, it's time to bow out. Well, this is like they were asking Shocker. I was telling you, I was watching Estas Lucha with mm-hmm. um, Shocker as a guest, and they were asking him about Mexico. How he's, they're pretty sure there's people who have had that, and he was mentioning that there's. They're, um, he's like it's possible with like the independent talent but he's like in CML you can't really because they have they have uh, stricter gu- guidelines to that really and they actually have insurance for them right through the through their um, the, uh, through, C- through CML CML actually have to pay oh, for okay, it oh okay gotcha there, there's no national health insurance he doesn't know that he said there might be he's like mm-hmm. but he doesn't know if there is for the wrestlers right. like in the past but um yeah I I, I mean 
what else was he going to do? If he's young, he could do another. He could get another job. <laughs> well, he didn't really need it. He's famous. He could probably just do something off of his name for a while. Somebody who studies wrestling so much should be yeah. able to train talent. Train talent. I'm sure WWE's going to. I mean, first of all, he's still under con- contract mm-hmm. with WWE. He's gonna. He's gonna get. They're gonna get him. He's he's a good talker. Oh yeah. I'm sure he's gonna appear on like there's they have so many of those shows on that network he could do something on that and obviously I mean obviously I haven't followed wrestling that much in the last ten years and but everything I've read about him sounds like he's somebody who is extremely capable and if he wanted to go do something in a whole different profession he could probably yeah do it. but I think I he, mean, he'll be fine I don't oh think, yeah yeah I don't think he's gonna be the he he he's I mean if you're famous you're probably gonna have a good yeah he doesn't and plus he's not one of those guys who's gonna spend like crazy and stuff he's like a minimalist that. yeah here yeah so he's not plus he got the he got the Bea twin the that isn't as um crazy as he is. <laughs> she kind of comes off as not as crazy although I'm sure she probably is it's wrestling everybody's crazy yeah um Espectrito passed away like while we were uh, yes. Uh, who's that? I think the referee Ricardo Navarro uh, I think posted it on oh Facebook. really and I at first I was like what it was El, El Guanaco what El Guanaco yeah that's right <laughs> our friend yeah our pal I was like when you said I'm like El Guanaco that's like, right yeah. you wouldn't know how to but say that but I can't that. say it as, I, I can't say it as well as you can <laughs> yeah um, I can't even say pulpo right yeah um, yeah that, but I, I didn't like he, I think he passed away right, right when my internet died too. So it was like one of those weird things Whoa, where I could no, I, I, I couldn't get any information. I saw it like when, when I went to my sister's house and saw Chris Zellner's um, update. Well, last I heard, there was no cause of death given. I think it was just natural causes. Wow. Yeah. Was he? He wasn't that old, was he? Well, I mean, he's, he's short. I think. Um, I think. I think vertically, vertically challenged mm. people yeah, have like a yeah. I think there's oh, yeah. yeah um, there were a lot of AAA problems over the last couple oh, of weeks. Lord, that, that that's where the news yeah. really. They had issues wow. with Rey Mysterio. Apparently, they've been resolved. Money issues. Yeah, and but we know little, right? Well, other than that, that they've been resolved. But I mean, because there was so much talk about him not, maybe not staying with Lucha Underground and mm-hmm. AAA, maybe going back to WWE. But I guess apparently he's been. There's people who have said that he's signed through the the third season. Mm-hmm. Which starts taping, I think, in March. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be at least through 2000, through the this year with Lucha Underground and probably AAA. Yes. Um, and then there was the whole thing with Conan because Conan's been very silent about AAA and um, Lucha Underground. And that's a tad shrouded mystery too. We're speculating. On yeah. That, right. Well, he he said he lost, he's no longer an, uh, a booker in AAA. Mm-hmm. He's he's an agent. Okay. So he's lost some power, but I think he's also doing other stuff too. So because mm-hmm. he was doing that announcing for that. Um, that mixed martial arts show. That's right. So I think he might he might be doing other stuff and maybe doesn't have as much time to do the. I don't know. It's just one of those things. And then Sexy Star had this weird moment on Twitter yes, with Pentagon. Well, not oh. with Pen- not with Pentagon. She she mentioned it was Triple H that she wasn't going to defend the. She was vacating the the, the tri- tag title, the, the mixed gender the mixed tag titles. But that was with Pentagon. Yes, yes, with Pentagon Junior. And from what I heard, he was totally he was he wasn't gonna guard. he was yeah he was caught off guard and he said he was he would defend him. Mm-hmm. But when right after he said that, like maybe five ten minutes later, he deleted it. Wow. He deleted that tweet. It was the tweet he he sent a tweet. Sexy Star actually posted her stuff on on like all her social media that she was upset because mm-hmm. they never defended the belts. They mean nothing, and that 
I, I, I have a feeling she was told she was going to lose the belts. Oh. So now everybody's wondering if she's actually going to defend them or because they're, they're scheduled, I think, this, um, this weekend to defend the belts. I think this is gotcha. one of these weekends. And um, so everybody's wondering if she's going to, what they're going to do and stuff like that. But it's like, she just pretty much buried the, the whole. And then, like, when after she did that, um, a lot of people showed their support towards her. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were wondering if she was going to leave AAA. Wow. But um, it turns out she said she was still loyal to AAA, but she wasn't. She just didn't want the belts anymore. She's very. She, she's she's very. Well, she's very high maintenance. And it's funny because I remember. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I think that I, I, she's her. I've heard I remember that. must have been when Jim Cornette <laughs> uh, interviewed Jerry Jarrett, and they were talking about the whole the whole click with when Shawn Michaels. You know, was having all his hissy fits in WWF. You know, uh, and what was it? Jarrett said something really funny, like uh, Cornette was saying, like, "How would have you handled wrestlers like you know, refusing to do jobs, not showing up?" And he said something like, um, <laughs> "You just like let him go." You, you, oh, oh, he, that's right. He compared it to. I remember what he said when JFK was assassinated. We are all very sad, but you keep on going. Yeah. And so, and, and that's that's the way most promoters would have done it back then. Is yeah, this person, you know, you invested time and money in, but if they're not going to play ball, send a message to everybody and fire them or tell them go take a vacation. Well, you know, uh, now an unpaid vacation. And now you can't really do that because I mean, you need that person. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it makes it look. It makes the promotion look weak if that person leaves. Goes, although she wasn't because she's she's with Lucha Underground, so she's right. not. But I mean, like if somebody's, you do that with somebody and they just show up at CMLL, all they're going to do is trash talk the promotion, and everybody's going to side with that person. That's they all, fans fans always side with the wrestlers. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you, that's true. You can be like the nicest promoter in the world; they're always going to side with side with the wrestler, unless you're like an asshole and people actually know yeah, you're an asshole. Yeah, but they. But if if you have a solid thing going, people will forget. Yeah, like, yeah. Many, and they forget anyways. They forget yeah. anyways. Well, remember how many people sided with Bret Hart? Yeah, and now I like mean, look what that. Is. Yeah, everybody's like nobody even remembers all that stuff. Yeah, it's like it, it's one of the like. Like even this whole thing with her, her her complaint, people probably already forgot forgot about it. It's just the the handful of people who really. Well, it's not even going to be. A and blip. probably people didn't even realize that happened because it was it happened on social media. A lot of people on in, who follow Lucha aren't aren't really on social media. They're not looking for. Absolutely. They're not looking at everything. They're not looking at. They're not visiting our websites. They're not visiting the 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 figure four weeklies, mm-hmm. the the Lucha World, the Lucha Blog, the you know all these other websites. They're 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 just going on Facebook. If it's going, if a show's happening, they they're excited about it. They find out about it afterwards. They're shocked, but it's not this like end of this big surprise, big news. Yeah, show. yeah. It's like it's like same same thing. There are some TV shows I, I like and I watch, and I know there's probably some hardcore fans who follow what all the stars are doing behind the scenes or yada yada yada. But that's the core, like the hardcore. Yeah, part. yeah. The majority are people like me who like, oh, I'm going to watch the middle or I'm going to watch this reality show, but I'm not going to sit there and... Yeah, because I mean, you could say something about somebody being very difficult to deal with backstage and, pe- and people will be like, well, so... Because they'll ask you, why did you get rid of that person or something like that? And it's like, because he's difficult backstage. But they don't really understand that. They don't they really... Don't, they don't. I'd rather have some... Oh, look, I remember when uh, was a Kid Zombie did his podcast. He had a co-host 
and it was you know at the height of uh, the the Hoovy uh, the Hoovy hissy fits. Yeah, and uh, I think like the umpteenth promoter got burned by Hoovy, and I said, well, why did they keep signing him? And the first, and right away the response of uh, KZ's sidekick was like, "But he's such a great worker. You have to use him." And so you can find plenty. Okay, of so you have this talented worker, but he doesn't show up, or he doesn't. He's not willing to play ball with anybody. But you must have him. Yeah. My God, it's like I'd rather have somebody who can draw half a house every week than somebody who can draw a full house, but you don't know if he's going to show up or not. Yeah, he. Although he ended up being a lot nicer in person when we met him. Well, but, yeah, <laughs> but, well, but it was like the Shawn Michaels. Yeah, but I mean, he, does, he, went he does. He does have that issue because a lot of people have talked about him being like that. And, you know, like it's, there's a difference between interviewing the person and like actually working with them. Absolutely, <laughs> there's, absolutely. There's a huge difference, or, or being friends with them and working with them. There's going to always be this huge difference. It's like. I would much rather not work with him than yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd rather let's just put it this way: he's not in, he's not on my list of people I want to like deal with. <laughs> if we win that lottery that we never yeah. play, we uh, he won't be high on the list. Yeah. No, I'd rather. I, yeah, I'd rather. I would rather have Volador Junior, who I know is reliable and will do his job. Absolutely. He was a pro. Never Casas, Girl Maya Junior, the some of those AAA guys that come here that are a little more reliable yes. than somebody who you're just like, oh, dude, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> a handful. It's an odd business. I remember I remember Mickey Doyle was the first person who said, yeah, people, the, the business does strange things to people's heads. Yeah, and then the other, the other yeah. story with um, AAA was, um, did you read about that, the money issues that they were having? I was... Uh, that I guess the, 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 the wrestlers were starting to get their checks directly from Lucha Underground. Yes, yes, and that what's they were, that about? They, they were noticing the amount that they were getting was a lot more... Mm-hmm. Than, than, than when they were getting them from, directly from tri- through AAA. When Classic tri- yeah, old Yeah, yeah classic yeah. story. And where AAA now was upset that they weren't getting their end of the money. Mm-hmm. And you know what it is? It's like when you deal with a promotion for talent, you're not just paying the wrestler. You're actually paying the promotion a certain fee. Mm-hmm. And like with CMLL, um, Shocker was explaining this. Uh, when you go through, when you get talent through CMLL, you're paying for promotion, you're paying the wrestler, but you're also, um, t- there, there's a por- portion of that money that goes into their, um, goes into paying the, the insurance. Yes. That company that, that's like, or whatever they call it over there. And, um, the yeah, the insurance. Um, so then, but then when they, you book them, you're responsible if they get hurt. Right. You're responsible, which that, that's fine. That's, that's understandable. Reasonable. Yeah. So, um, so that's what AAA I think was trying to do, trying to get ah. their their end of the money to like cover themselves and the because they're the ones that actually yeah. Got I, them I guess the question is, are they transparent about it? But that's a trouble. Yeah. Once a wrestler see, once a person, it'd be like like me, like like if you're if I if I sold you a if I sold you a t shirt for twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and then you sold that t shirt for twenty five bucks or something, and that person's like, hey, how come you're selling it more for when I could just get it from this guy for twenty bucks or whatever? It's like. You know, yeah. you start well, complaining and, and about it's, it. It's funny. It, it's like, who's uh, who's at fault, the promoter or the wrestler? Uh, because it's reasonable that they take a cut like that. But if they don't tell the wrestlers, the first thing a wrestler is going to think is, we're getting ripped off because promoters do rip people off. Then again, wrestlers rip people well, off too. So Mechanics, repairmen, stuff like that. A lot of them, they charge a lot. And then they don't really explain what they're going to, what they're, the, mm-hmm. you don't really put it, most of us don't really put in our head what they're going to use the money, the, yeah. 
why they're charging you that much. But then there's some mechanics, some repairmen, some people who will actually give you the figure of what they're going to use the money. And then they'll tell you, like, and that's something that's been happening, like, recently. Because I don't remember this, like, this wasn't something, like, in the in the past. There was a lot more, um, a lot of more people, like, trying to get, you know, a little extra out of it. Oh, absolutely. Now, now it's, like, now I think people are a little more open. Like, yeah, I have to pay for um, gas money to get show up and do your, um, fix your window or something. Yeah. And, like... I have to pay the worker. I have to do all this other stuff. So it's like they start showing you, telling you all this stuff. It's like, oh, okay, you're not really making that much money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to pay for the the prod, yeah. the, the parts and stuff like that. So like, yeah, well, but but something like wrestling, there will all there will always be suspicion because there are people who do yes. take money. Under. I mean, I've I've heard a number of stories, and I don't know which ones are true and which are not. But I I'm almost certain at least some of them are true. Where when WWE would. Uh, you know, have like Red Bastine be the road agent for TV taping in California and then have Strongbow be a road agent somewhere else. Uh, there'd be people who would get together with the local jobbers. Remember how they used to do that? Yeah, they yeah. Here that have the local uh, indie wrestlers yeah. on TV. Uh, and some of those guys who got the indie town together uh, let them keep whatever uh, WWE paid them, but then other guys would say, oh, Here's your, I don't know, your $80, and they were pocketing 20 bucks. Of yeah, because they were saying that that was because they got them the job or what, the booking. Yeah, but, but they don't tell them that. That's yeah. the problem. You yeah, know, and it should be up. If you tell them. I don't think there's anything wrong with, yeah, with tell taking, them you, uh, you know. That's, that's, you have to be, like, I think that's that's the one thing I've noticed more, like, just from dealing with people mm-hmm. doing all sorts of work. I think there's more people that are being a little more transparent with what they're doing, yeah. what they're doing with the money. So it's like, yeah, okay, I can see why you're doing that and stuff like that. Um, so the other thing that happened was uh, we found out Jim Cornette hates Lucha Underground, <laughs> and I think I think everybody was like got really worked up about it. I was like, dude, why are we so shocked that L- Jim Cornette would hate Lucha Underground? It's like I didn't think he was gonna like it. <laughs> like, I was like, he's, you, you know, it's weird because it in my in I grew up watching like all this wrestling mm-hmm. and I really like Memphis wrestling and that's Same where here. Jim yeah. Cornette that's where he's basically mm-hmm. Memphis wrestling and to me Memphis wrestling what Jerry Lawler did was very similar to what Lucha Underground does I mean they had some really crazy storylines and stuff like that in fact characters that were really out of this weird world it, it and stuff was like just, that it was just like a lot more uh, organic yeah you know, yeah TV the Moondogs did you ever see that, that video uh, where they would come out of the swamp and stuff like that? Seriously? I mean, come on. Kabbalah the Ugandan Yes, Yes, that, that was like a classic um, video. Seen in his natural habitat. Yes. Apocalypse. Yes, Apocalypse. There's another one. Yes. And so you, you're talking about like arrow stars from space. Oh, that's that, that's hard to imagine. It's like Lasertron. <laughs> where was Lasertron from? The new breed. Remember the new breed? They were from the future. Yeah, were we supposed to be like... I mean... Rustling has always had this fake stuff yeah. around it. Well, and, and for all the people who are purists and talk about... Jerry the King Lawler. I mean, come on, well, you yes, wore a crown. Yes. Well, well, and for, you know, because one of the things people uh, will point to is they'll say, well, Eddie Graham wouldn't do anything like that. Purple Haze. <laughs> Purple Haze. Black Lewin came out of the sea. He is. I loved it. But, Kevin Sullivan was a on. devil worshiper. I mean, yes, he was. It's I loved like, it. It's like, why is this so shocking? I think the thing, the thing that he, I, and he didn't even bring this up. I could understand like not liking it if it was like because the storylines kind of go mm-hmm. with the wrestling too. Like once you find out, but he wasn't talking about that. He just found it ridiculous. Like 
the, the and then he hated the wrestling too and i was like the wrestling was perfectly i i i don't i think the only thing i don't like about lucha underground is like the intergender stuff but it's like that's a minimum i mean, I'm, it's I'm not, in agreement and, and i'm more i more don't like that they're just doing it so much i mean i don't i don't dislike it like ivalice when she does it mm-hmm. when she's doing the trios matches and stuff like that i have no problem with that because i think it it makes sense even like her working singles matches right. but then like some of the women it really depends on the female i mean if, if she's bad same thing would happen with a the guy there's guys who suck and i, I wouldn't want to chavo girl i don't need to watch chavo girl <laughs> russell every single week he's pretty awful blue demon i think is horrible too so it's like it's not it's not it's it I think I don't. You know, I don't have they this. Don't bug me though. It they doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. The intergender thing doesn't bother me as much. I think it's just weird when you see Sexy Star beating Pentagon Junior. That yeah. was the only time that it bugged me because like Sexy Star can't beat Pentagon Junior. <laughs> shouldn't wait. She could beat. Pentagon, shouldn't. But she couldn't. She couldn't beat uh, Son of Havoc in the she, previous she, season. She shouldn't. I don't think. Let's put it this way. At least give her superpowers. Yes, or she should. Or, or she should cheat to win. I mean, it, it shouldn't be that simple. Yeah, give but her it's a like, superpower or something. That's I just, what I like. So then um, Cornette was talking about this, and I guess I guess Marco Corleone thought he was blasting Lucha. <laughs> yeah. So then Corleone got involved, and then Jim Cornette started calling him, he, telling him he's the worst wrestler he had ever seen at <laughs> OVW that had gone through OVW. I was like, and I'm thinking, man, there's been there were plenty worse. And somebody brought up Matt Morgan. I was like, yeah, he was pretty bad too. But it's like, I've seen so much wrestling. Marco Corleone is definitely not the worst. Even at, even when he was green, and I saw him when he was just starting out, he was never as bad as oh, him. So oh, yeah. To, and you know, far and, worse and, and I gotta say, I mean, especially the older I get, I dig watching people like Marco Corleone. He's fun to watch. I think he's improved. I think he has, too. He's and, improved. And, and I don't care if he doesn't improve anymore as long as he's not hurting anybody well, you as know, long the, as he's being entertained I think, I think what happened with him was he was like really like he got put elevated really quickly mm-hmm. in, in WCW so he didn't really get to like develop his personality and character right and really w- where that happened was in Mexico because I mean it, he didn't really show that get to sh- I mean sometimes it might be you could say maybe it was his fault maybe it was the promotion's fault it could be anybody's fault but it it, it, it finally happened when he went to Mexico because, I mean, that happens... I mean, even, like, guys... Steve Austin. Steve Austin was in Stone Cold Steve Austin the minute he showed up. That evolved. That evolved. So some guys just don't become instant stars. Like, they don't find their personality right away. It's like... Some never find it. Yeah, some, some do. Some do. And it's like, when they do it, it becomes... It, they get a... They make a good career out of yeah, it. Yeah, and, and, and with Jim Cornette, I think he knows what he's doing. He's going to piss off half the people. The other half are going to come to... Defend the his, yeah, defend him. But the joke would be all enough if he and Corleone happened to work in the same promotion one day. They would know we're working together. And, yeah. you know, I mean, Cornette was... You heard about how, uh, how uh, Cornette um, called the Young Bucks spot monkeys. Mm-hmm. And... Wanted to work with them, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they took it too personally. Yeah. And, and, you know... It, well, you know, it wasn't just that. They, they I think he... he they were in. I think they might have been Ring of Honor when he was booking, wasn't he? I think I he was. Know. I think he was booking. You know, you know, I think he was involved. These yeah. Days. No, There's it, some weird indie stories that go on. Oh, totally. Well, you know, and and the funny thing is, like you said, he was raised on Memphis wrestling, and ten years old, it was TV studio wrestling. I got turned on to, and uh, I remember one of the things I didn't hear. I didn't hear his uh, original rant on. Uh, was it on Bixen Spans and Brian Last Show? Was that? Is that, a, is that a four-hour podcast? 
Because if it is, it I don't is, know. but it's a very good one. I yeah. I I gotta give them a plug. It's an excellent podcast. It's the only ninety plus minute podcast that I will listen to. <laughs> Besides ours, <laughs> yeah. ours is gonna end up going ninety beyond ninety. Yeah, minutes. I'm narcissistic enough to listen to my uh, English <laughs> rambling, but. No, this is a really uh, this is a really good podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never listen to an episode in one sitting because it's really long. Yeah, but but it's worth going out of your way for. It's classic Bix and Span. Yeah, classic. Uh, I've never heard of that guy that they call the Great Brian Last. I don't know how great that is. Does it, does it really like? It's, it's no, he's a really interesting. This guy. is one, this is one of the weird things. This is going off topic now, uh-huh. but remember, this is one of those weird things when I, I do podcasts with other people. They start mm-hmm. telling me about these other people online, and it's like I have no fucking idea who they're talking. Like when, oh, I don't know. When Bix brought up Rob Naylor, mm-hmm. I only knew him because he bought DV tapes off of me once, and I was like, that's how I know. Me- Basically, everybody's like, I don't know all these people. It's like, oh, I don't. Oh, uh, I whenever they, well, in fact, I, I'm so, I'm so like, I, like I know them, but it's like you have to like really tell me who they are, and it's like, but I mean, Rob Nader became like he's an announcer and stuff like that. I would know, but it's like, it's like some of these other people's like I have no idea who they're oh, talking about. If if you bring up names of like two dozen fans from the late seventies or early eighties, yeah. I bet you I could name ninety five percent of them. Yeah. I don't want to say more people because then they're going to get all upset because yeah, well, they, they listen to the show. I was it's say, like, you, oh you, shit! <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear Brian last until I heard this podcast. Yeah. I like him. I think. I, I hope. I hope he doesn't hear this show and say, "Oh, great, Fredo, no. Fredo doesn't know who I am." He, he no, doesn't know I, who I am. I'm pretty sure of that he seems pretty. Uh, he seems pretty type B. He's, yeah. He seems like. A, I was just laughing because well, they always do this thing like you don't know. Do you don't. It's like, dude, I don't really like. De- I don't devote my entire life to like. Well, neither do I. I. And and the reason I recognize the name from the late 70s because that's when I was a teen and I was obsessed with yeah. wrestling. I'm not obsessed with it anymore so I could name maybe 5% of the people yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, but, um... Now, ask me about Mexico. I could probably name a lot of people. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I that's could, right. Like the inside people I could probably tell you about. Well, and, and like how I was saying, I'm, I'm kind of regressing into history. I'm being more fascinated yeah. with the original crooks. Well, you know, even like when we go to indie shows here when people use names for mm-hmm. the, the bookers who are actually like wrestlers... Yeah, <laughs> the promoter, and, and they're telling they're telling us the name is like who, and it's like why don't you just like like chaos? I don't call him Joey. Like yeah. if you tell me Joey, like you do because you're friends, but it's like somebody tells me Joey's like who's that, and and they're they're like chaos. You don't know him. I'm like no, I don't. I don't like I know him just from seeing him. But it's like we're not. I don't. I think we've only said hi and bye, and that's it. Because well, probably a lot of those people are people who want to kind of rub elbows. Yeah, it's like I don't. So they assume that. Yeah, we're yeah. To do like, the same thing, like, you know? like I call I call the wrestlers by their by their by their like their names, like their wrestling right, names. I don't, right. I don't start calling them by their by their real <laughs> names. It's like that's that's not that's not. My oh, in fact, I, re- I realized where I was going when we when we went off topic. Yeah, but. Uh, I didn't hear Cornette's original rant. I think it was on Bixen, Bixen Last Show. The Bixen Last Show. That's what we'll call it. I think it's 605 Podcast. 605 Podcast. Uh, but I heard Jim Cornette responding to it on uh, Melser and Alvarez's show. And the one, the, it's funny. The one, one of the things he mentioned is when he heard what the budget was for each episode of Lucha Underground, he went ballistic. And I would, shouldn't say he went ballistic, but he just thought it was outrageous because he thought of the old studio days when it was really cheap, yeah, but cheap overhead. But the thing is, that was then. Yeah, but still, that's, that was then. You're this comparing a wrestling show to a show that's 
being done by Hollywood people. Yeah, exactly. Lucha Underground isn't being done. But on that's the what cheap. wrestling is today. Do, what televised show? I mean, real yeah, because even even TNA, not- yeah, even TNA and WWE charge make a they 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 spend a lot just to do that one their one show or whatever. Yeah, they're, they're spending a ton. I, I think I think it'd be a blast to have studio wrestling yeah. again. But that's I don't think- me. That's because I'm old and it's comfort food for me. I remember yeah. being ten years old. That's what I was raised on, and you know, uh, I mean, I mean, I, th- I think. We're kidding ourselves if we're denying. Oh, I'd like it to be the way it was in the old days because we loved it. But but you know, but I've, but, but it drives me. It drives I've seen me I've seen wrestling groups do studio shows now, and they just don't do them right. <laughs> they're really bad. Oh God, I mean, no! They're not. They're not like they try to do like a something similar to the old style, and it's that it just feels like cold, like a very like yeah. No real, there's no real feeling on in the shows. I don't want to mention which, because <laughs> some of the people might actually running those might actually listen to this podcast and no, be like, "Oh that, shit!" And that's the thing. And, and I but they don't come off. They don't come off well. Yeah, like. and 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 you know, I'll see a lot of older fans on the internet who are just like craving for the old days and says, "When is it going to get back to the way it was?" And you know, like stop, stop trying to get that rush of heroin. You it's know? not. It's not. It's 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 moved beyond that. So what do they call it? Chasing the dragon yeah, or something like that, where you're trying to get that rush you had when you were a kid. It's moved beyond that. It's like it's it's pretty much different. You're not going to get that. Yeah. You got to move on. Yeah. So um, I guess we should talk about CMLL. Yes. Um, the next big show is Dos Leyendas in March, and they're going to honor Lee's Mark. Excellent. Um, they still haven't named the main event, but. So far, the odds look like it's going to be Volador Jr. versus Negro Casas in a, ma- in a hair match. Sweet. Should be great. Mm-hmm. They've been having some pretty good matches lately. I actually saw some of their... Uh... Did you watch their Puebla match? <clears throat> yes, I did. Oh, you did? I actually watched it, and I, I was so surprised because I remember how lame the Puebla shows are. And yes. I just happened to turn it on yeah. on a good night. It's so weird. Or I heard they've been kind of a little better. Nah. 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 <laughs> you uh, haven't heard that. So I don't really know where you're hearing this. <laughs> Uh, Twitter. Yeah. Well, you know what? You, well, you know what's happened. There's. I'm just gonna be honest. There's some. There's fans who are newer to Lucha, mm-hmm. and they kind of haven't watched anywhere as much as Lucha as maybe Rob, the Cubs fan, and myself Which? have watched. And we kind of get tired of this stuff. And they're yeah. like, "Why are you guys so tired?" It's like because it's really bad. Which were which is where we go back to saying what we were saying a little earlier. We're the hardcores who see it all. Yeah. But if you don't see it all the time, it's entertaining. Well, you know, here's the thing. Like, they have... CML right now has um, the Puebla show on Monday. Mm-hmm. It's airing live online. The Tuesday show is now airing on, online live. Oh, and I heard... I, yeah, and, I there's going to be like four shows a week. And Friday. Live? There's three live. Wow. Friday. And um, the Friday show usually sometimes is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's boring. And the other two shows have been really boring lately. So like, if Rob Bihari isn't watching them, you're kind of kind of know they're 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 pretty bad. <laughs> but he does watch them. He doesn't watch them yeah. live. He watches them later on. But it's like, and I, I do that sometimes too. But it's like I I also watch the talk shows because I think I might be the only one that translates the show. So it's like yeah. I kind of have to do that. Uh, you gotta so I have to. So I, I I figure I figure I let Cubs fan and Rob watch the, the 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 wrestling, and I can do the talk shows and suffer through two hours of watching these guys say the same thing over and over again. It's actually a really noble service you're doing, which people. I, the, the, uh, they they poke fun at me over this, but it's like I think I, there's always one thing I'll catch that is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And this past week, like there's at least one story. I mean, if there's one good story, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like this past week, they were um, Girl Maya Jr. was telling the story of um, how they came up with the first the original Girl Maya 
remember the trio girl, Maya, girl, the Futuro, mm-hmm. and Damian El Guerrero? He was talking about how that group actually was going to start as, uh, they were going to be called El Bueno, El, Ma- El, Fe- El Malo y El Feo, the good, the bad, the ugly. Right, uh-huh. And um, Black Terry was going to be El Malo. Mm-hmm. So the M on the girl Maya mask isn't actually a, 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 a tribute to the um, girl Maya Jr.'s original previous it name. Was it was multi, multi. It's for Malo. Oh my God! No way. So, um, so then they were gonna go with that, but they decided to go with the girls. So then um, the guy who was announced, he's like, "Do you know who was gonna be the original fail? Because the original fail was gonna be Damian. The 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 fail they settled on was Damian El Guerrero, who was mm-hmm. who was kind of ugly, mm-hmm. who became Damian El Guerrero instead of being El Feo. The original fail was going to be Kung Fu. No way. And he turned it down. <laughs> I, oh, guess, I guess he was insulted that Poor he was called guy. ugly. Poor but um, yeah, you get these stories. And then you get <laughs> you get like Volador Jr. who's been saying that he's going to have a surprise for Negro Casas. Because mm-hmm. he was saying that there's more of his family that can get involved. Who else? Who, who, a, and he said a big surprise. So it's like, who's a surprise in, the, in Volador Jr.'s family? Hmm. Allie Park's really the only one. Right. But he said Allie Park isn't coming so it's like who else is there it's like <laughs> is he adopting somebody or because I mean other than him there's no uh, Super Parker we've already seen so it's like yeah. that's been another so they're actually doing that that's been going on with Casas they've been building that feud up and uh, Casas is um, nephews Puma and Tiger got involved mm-hmm. in a match I don't know if you saw that no, they, they helped um, Negro win a match they helped Negro Casas win a match over Volador Jr. where they um, interv- interfered mm-hmm and uh, cost Volador Jr. the match. And then, um, so that's been part of the feud also. Like, Although everybody thought they were going to elevate Puma and Tiger, but they really didn't. Right. And I think people are still waiting for that to happen. I don't know. You know CML. They always... Oh, yeah. They come up with all this other stuff. Expect the unexpected because they're not expecting yeah. what they're going to do. And then they there was... their next move. There's um, a rumor um, Super Porky might be retiring. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. I mean, finally. But I think he. I don't go. I don't think he. He. I get. He had a health issue, health scare. Mm-hmm. Like I think, late December. I think Rob said it was. Um, he had a near regular heartbeat. Yeah. So that, you know, that can sometimes be something that can be, be um, taken care of with medication, mm-hmm. or it's something you pretty much have to stop doing athletic stuff completely. And probably in his. And I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think diet and with diet, so you have to. Yeah. You, but still, you still have to stop doing your your whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was well, funny because I thought you got to change your diet. And th- while this was going on, the, the WWE announced the cruiserweight, their global cruiserweight thing. <laughs> uh-huh. So then um, we're like, we're all joking. Maybe he's losing weight to get into the the the, the, cru- <laughs> the cruiserweight thing. So um, Porky shows up on Tuesday's show. Mm-hmm. I swear he looked like he gained a hundred pounds. Wow, he could barely. I think in the past he could kind of more or less move down the stairs. This time he was doing the the heavy dude down the stairs spot right. where you let one leg down and then you let the other one like slow, just, this just slowly by the side by the side by the side. He looked he 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 could he took it took him more time to get down the stairs than it usually does. He wasn't even able to dance. Wow. So I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I I mean I don't I I don't. I would think that it was gonna if it was gonna happen soon, he would have announced it for so he could get the retirement yeah. at Dos Leyendas. Well, I, 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 but I'm thinking th- there's a slight chance that maybe he, if he's thinking of retiring, he might wait wait it out to um, the anniversary show. I think he might retire at the anniversary. Well, also show. even when he, you know, like 
people watching from outside the box like us says, yes, you probably should retire. There's a lot of guys who don't want to give up the ghost and won't unless they really have to. Yeah, and you know, it's sad because I think he's good. People right now, he's a joke and stuff like that because he's older. He's gained weight. But and, people and, are going to really, I mean, first of all, not even like him being old, just the charisma he brings to yeah. the shows. And I heard he's per- supposed to be one of the nicest guys you'll meet, too. Yeah, and... Um, Plus, he was a hell of a worker when he was younger, too. So and remember like, just how big he was and how he'd blow people's minds? Yeah, it's like, like he would do that. The, the cart, I think he did the cartwheels, cartwheel, too, right? The front kip-up. Yeah, Not yeah, the kip-up, like, but the front flip. Yeah, so it's like... It's like he, and this, was, this wasn't this was him when he was young and skinny. Was, no, was no, he was... Kind of like in his mid-30s, probably, and still doing that. And I re- I'd love it. I'd love it when they're having a six-man tag and he and Super Astro would square off. Yeah. It was almost like a dance, and then... At the end of their high spot, they'd smile and shake. He just yeah, you know, and and, and there's like that. there's like a generation of fans who just think of him as that fat dude that showed up in WWE eating ham. Yeah, and like just the comedy figure, and they forget this guy was a really good worker. It's kind of it's he it's was. a shame because because you kind of wish there was more footage of them, like just to show people. And there is some, but here. but a lot more where people would say, "Hey, this guy's really good." I I can tell you, I saw him when he was relatively slim. Yeah, in '82 in yeah. LA. <laughs> Yeah, and he was really good back he then was. too, right? He was excellent. It's so funny because you, you, we were talking about how some guys are naturally just good in the business, and yeah. some that aren't really that great. And the 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 Brazos were just naturally really good from the very get go. And man, they uh, even before they were full on veterans, they they had a lot of respect. I mean, yeah. everybody I knew who had worked Mexico just raved about them. Yeah. Also. Um, the Japanese guys showed up, and um, that's the other cool thing about um, CML right now. Um, they lost La Sombra, what was it, no, mid November? That sounds right. And like you kind of start wondering, oh, what are they going to Because all these promotions are losing guys to WWE. Yeah. And I think there might be more guys that at some point maybe going to WWE if they, with that, we'll talk about it in a bit. Um, but it's like they lost him, and Mascara Dorada came back. That's right. And, and then the Japanese dudes, none of them. Kamatachi didn't go back to, to New Japan. He stayed in CMLL. Mm-hmm. And now they even brought in two more guys. And those apparently those two guys, have, the guys from Mexico who have seen them work, Mascara Dorada and mm-hmm. the guys who were in the tour, say they're really good. Excellent. So that's more talent. Um, Cien Caras' son started wrestling too. Mm-hmm. Um, Sansón and Cuatrero. Cuatrero's pretty good, cause he, but he kind of reminds me like the other brothers that weren't as charismatic. Right. Sanson, that dude is really... I think he reminds me a lot of Ciancara really? when, when he was younger. Yeah, he has like he has that special charisma. Oh my gosh, another guy I saw way back in the day. Yeah, Sanson looks like... I, I, I kind of wish they would start like doing a feud with him and the Panther. Just because I think they would have a good, they would have a good, um, they would have good chemistry. A really cool second generation. Yeah, and and, Sans, and Sanson has a Sanson has a has charisma, so I think he could actually become a star at some point. Oh, cool! So they've been pretty good. Um, what else is going on? Esfing had won the Copa Junior over Puma. Mm-hmm. A crime. <laughs> <laughs> Puma should have won. I mean, talk about it. The one, you know, you could do all these lists about most underrated or or least worst used wrestler in a promotion mm-hmm. nobody's used i mean although they do use them to do on the 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 tv show as an announcer so i guess they're getting something out of him right he's a very good talker but i mean this guy should be a main event guy like or at least more featured mm-hmm. maybe not main event but just the guy who's featured and you know that's the other thing that's something that you know i think i think they got to figure out more a way to like that's why guy, people aren't going to shows because they don't feature their main guys 
everybody's just grouped together. It's like, I mean, you can't differentiate Thunder from all these other crap. Like, it's like they have all these crappy guys mixed in with all these good wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, is, is it just me or, or you know, when people are asking you if you think you could have a good match with if, they, if if you're doing a talk show and people are asking these wrestlers if they think they could have good matches with Thunder, there's obviously a disconnect between the fan seeing what a good wrestler is and what a bad wrestler is because Thunder's oh, horrible. There's the okay. There's our reality ser- series. There's our reality series. Every week, a wrestler tries to carry Thunder. <laughs> and I like how they think they could. They, they like pause every single time they get asked. They pause <laughs> and they're like, because they've asked. These are the guys. And you know, it's, what's worse is they, they don't ask these really good workers if they could have good matches with the Thunder. It's like Cibernético and Hijo de Lismark. And Hijo de Lismark, I mean, he's not that. He's not as bad as Cibernético, mm-hmm. but he's already like a lot older. He's right. not, even he'll admit that he's not as great as he was. He was never that good, anyways. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't that. He wasn't. He's not what he was, and Cibernético has admitted that he's bad. Yeah, and so these guys are like pausing and saying they're not sure if they could have a good match with <laughs> Cibernético. Although they do say, "Oh, I think I could have a good match." Well, like, I'll never, with... I'll never get, you know, Shawn Michaels. I mean, you can name all the great matches he had, but the time he blew my mind was when he put over Kali clean and made it actually look like he got. Well, see, like, it. and I, I wonder if anybody could do that with Thunder. I don't think so. Nero Casas can do it with Thunder. I think Nero Casas really? can. I think. Well, maybe, I mean, if anybody could, cause he just because could. he knows how to sell for those guys. Yeah. I mean, if you watch what he does with Marco, he sells for him. But I mean, do you really want to see Thunder versus Nero Casas? First of all, the size disparity, and then like Casas would have to really wait for him to do all his spots. Yep. And you know, Thunder. I mean, this guy forgets to wear gear to his matches. <laughs> this guy is not like. I, I, I'm I'm waiting for him to show up with his shoes untied, like just like <laughs> being like this, like this. There's just, he's well, just what, 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 have you been? Have you looked really carefully? Because maybe his shoes are untied. Maybe, maybe that's, that's the why problem. he's so slow. Maybe he's actually a very good wrestler, but the wrestlers tie his boots together. And so he he no showed the last show, and like guys are just wondering, like Ultima Girls. That's his whole thing. Like like he, they can't even get him to show up. What's what's going on? And they keep using and they still him. bringing him in. It's I like, keep using him. I keep thinking that he and Mr. Niebla have photos of all the administration of CMLL in compromising positions, and they say we're lotting this over. You can never fire us. When you make Mr. Niebla look reliable, that's you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're in trouble. But reality yeah. series, reality series, can you make Thunder look passable? Yeah, I'm hoping he. Ah, oh, man. They gotta do that mask match at some point just so to get him out just of there. Just get the mask yeah. off him, please. Although I don't think he's gonna. I think he's probably gonna give up at some point because I think for a big guy like that, he's either for him to be missing shows, he's either always getting hurt and can't actually the work. Explanations of why they... there, there's got to be something because he, he he doesn't move well or anything. So there's something up. Um, Lucha de Libre Elite is announcing that they're do, running shows on Wednesdays in Arena Mexico. Everybody's confused because they, they think they're not going to run any more Sunday shows. Mm-hmm. But they're still going to run. I think they're still running the next two weeks of um, Sunday shows. They're going to run. I think they might switch back and forth between Sunday and Wednesdays. I think that's what they're probably going to do. I think CML is going to run one mm-hmm. Wednesday, Sunday, and then they're going to run. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, they announced a, a hair match between Super Crazy and Felino. And Felino was is very excited. About, like he's he, he said he was worried about losing uh-huh. his hair against super crazy but he's excited because he's never been he's never had fans in arena mexico react towards him the way they have 
in this feud was super crazy. Okay. I don't know. I mean, because you never see fans at these shows, so it's like, I don't know how... <laughs> it's one of those matches that would have been a dream match 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, not 20 years ago. Yeah, maybe 20 years ago. So that would be 96, right? Yeah, yeah. 18. Let's get 15, 18 years ago. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. still be... Yeah, I mean, more or less. Like, when he was in ECW... Yeah, well, super crazy on ECW. That's when he was. Here. That was fun watching him back then. Well, '98 probably would have been the peak year because that was when Felino also was really good. Yes. Um, they're also they also announced that they're bringing back their tournament that they did like a year ago where they were doing like the point system. Yes. And they just dumped it because yeah. guys guys were constantly leaving. <laughs> L.A. Park and Dr. Wagner Jr. had that issue with CMLL, but I think this point system like fell apart when Lucha Underground started. Because Chavo start stopped working and um, Hernandez stopped working also, mm. and then like some other people just wouldn't show up, so it just like be, just fell apart. I think it's just complicated. They're doing a twelve man tournament now. Mm-hmm. All I know is like it was funny because they were asking Ultimo Guerrero about the elite shows, and he said he didn't like the elite shows because they because they forgot about their tournament. That was like his whole <laughs> his whole thing. He he didn't understand why they stopped doing it. He's oh. like I, he's like I don't understand why they stopped doing it. If they were gonna start something, why not? St- continue i was like it's like he's the only person he that's the one thing he was upset about it's like dude seriously um they also brought in the moreno sisters oh no way yeah they're working um the next they brought in rosie first mm-hmm. and next this sunday they're um bringing in cynthia and esther oh my gosh and they're gonna have a cml versus moreno sisters match damn I haven't seen any of them in yeah. ages i remember i uh, early 90s i thought esther moreno was great well, Especially Esther, in Japan, Esther was like the, she would have been she like the, the huge standard. star, yeah. What had, she got hurt, didn't she? Like, I think she, yeah, didn't she break her leg? Like, yeah, so and then something? like never was the same afterwards. Yeah, she's an awesome baby face. Well, that's when that's one thing Shocker was talking about. Um, getting back to the injury thing. Um, they asked him about um what his thoughts were about the new style of so many high flyers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about you no. Know, normally, you hear these old guys are like. It sucks and stuff like that. And he was, and, or they're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And he kind of sounded like Sabisco. But I do kind of understand, like, when he was saying that um, some of the stuff they're doing, like, once you get hurt, once you get hurt seriously, you never get that again. <laughs> he's like, because you, he's like, he's like, if you watch Negro Casas and Atlantis, mm-hmm. he's like, he was trying to explain to them, do what Negro Casas and Atlantis do. Yes. Study their careers. He's like, because they didn't do all that crazy stuff, and they can still work at a high they level. They can still work, and the stuff that looked crazy, I've said it a hundred times, with Costas especially, the ones that look crazy, if you look closely, they're not crazy. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. I think also a lot of it, like, when you see Bolador Jr. and stuff like that, some of these guys are just naturally, like, athletic. Like, I think there's, like, a, like Jack Evans is another guy. Yes. Prince Puma. That dude does some crazy shit that, like, you're just like... But, like, then there's other guys who, like, you kind of wonder, why are you guys... You guys, it was funny because there's some people who can't jump off or like jump off the out of the ring properly, and it's like, why are you doing these dives? Absolutely. They absolutely. Look, first of all, it's not you're going to get hurt; you're going to hurt the other person, and then you look bad. Yes. There's some people like, especially the CML women, they are so bad at doing dives. Like this is true. They they do some stuff, and it's like, why are, have them work the opener, not do dives? Let the guys do the dives because there's some guys that can do dives and they're not even doing them because they're working the openers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially if you're going to have a lame dive, why have no dives at all? Do you think? Do you really? I was think, watching. Do you really think the audience is going to leave saying they didn't do a tobe? I feel ripped did, off. Did you watch? Uh, you didn't watch the Tuesday show, right? No. They had this um, max, match relampago between Zuxis and um, and Silhouetta. Mm-hmm. Silhouetta decided she was going to do this dive. 
she's going to do like this dive off the corner into the ramp, but it, it, it was going to turn into an arm drag. Mm-hmm. Well, she she's not like the person that you think, oh, she's going she's gonna to have this experience and be able to do it. Yeah. So she does it, and Zuxis decides she's got to move forward to catch her. Mm-hmm. So when she goes, because there's only so much room to like hit the dive, otherwise you're going to hit one of those railings on the side, or the, a fan. So she does the dive. She kind of messes it up. Zuxis grabs her, and when Zuxis moves, she twists her ankle. Oh Jesus! And That's... Zuxis has just come back from a broken ankle. Oh. So all as I because this has happened to um, Zuxis several times since I've noticed. Her, like, certain guys, know, like, they show that they're hurt. So yeah. she started messing around with her ankle. They get back in the ring. They do their thing. She throws her out. What does Silhouette decide she's got to do? She's got to do another dive. No. She does this dive where she barely, like, if, again, Suxis has to get closer to catch her. And she barely caught her. Otherwise, she would have fall, fallen flat on her face. Again, she's grabbing her ankle. So it's like... Wow. But she said she was fine. I mean, I think she probably just bru- um, bruised it. Yeah. She has a really bad... It's, it, that she's that still adds pit. up after a while. Yeah, so it's like... You know? And I'm like, dude, why are you letting the silhouette to do all these... Let her do dives. It's est- um, Estrellita. She does this mm-hmm. dive where she does the arm drag where she climbs up the ropes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think she's just going to fall. Like, she, And she's had these moments where she falls down for <laughs> what wow. she's doing. It. Wow. I mean, but because she moves so fast, it just doesn't work. It's like I don't know. Some of the some of the dive. And oh, they, I, I remember. I remember at Gills when we were taught to catch each other. I mean, they didn't just say, "Okay, have fun, catch each other." Yeah, we'd get shoot at royally if we didn't catch the person correctly. And I'm assuming if they did that f- f- at Gills, you know, smaller outfit. I'm sure they must and see that, and, and, them in CMLL. And see, that's 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 what's so so frustrating. You see Zuxi's having to get closer to catch her. She's silhouette just couldn't do the dive. She's not she it's it's not that she's bad, it's just that sometimes she's just not very like she's not she's not as I don't know, she's just not as good as well, I Well well and and also I, I heard some of the Older. You got to get some of that stuff. You don't need to do a dive just cuz you You don't. Well, a well, tope, a tope would be fine. Do a tope, you know. Exactly. And do a Sia. Do a the off the do a test the running test press off the off the off the. Do the test press. Do a, the do a pescado, apron. You know, yeah, I something. Mean, you don't have to do a, a dive that you. You're. I, that's what you still. I used to know me with Dark Angel. She would do like these dives and she would barely touch. The I remember person. that. Like, yes. Jesus yes. Christ. Well, well, and and people are just raving about how great she is. And, and she and she is good. Yeah, but she would always do that. It's like, don't get that out of your offense. It's horrible. And, and the thing is, there's going to be a lot more wild dives later in the show. Uh, like, you don't have to have one every match. And and it was like, well, a, well here's where the old man. And you know, it's funny because when I talked to, like, remember I was talking to traumas, and I was asking the traumas about how, if they ever asked talk about wrestler with other second generation wrestlers mm-hmm. about their situation in in, in 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 lucha, and they were telling me that they never do. And it's like I'm imagining these guys just don't. You don't really like unless somebody asks you mm-hmm. what you thought of the match, and you're really gonna be honest. And there, basically, there's two things: somebody would have to ask you for your opinion on their match, mm-hmm. which is already half the battle, and then that person giving you the honest opinion, and that's like another third of the you know because a lot of people aren't gonna like you've been you've been you've, you've wrestled I'm sure people like if you ask them how was that match they're like oh it was great it was great oh absolutely and you're probably thinking that. you're probably thinking I was really bad yeah. well and, and also also I'm gonna ask how was that match I, I wrestled part time yeah. I wrestled a few times a month 
when you have guys in Mexico who are wrestling several times a day, yeah, and you, you really think they're going to go to everybody? Uh, when we, when we go to wrestling shows and people and wrestlers tell me, tell me what you thought of your, my match, and it's like, yeah, you don't want to know. Because <laughs> I, I will kind of tell you, like, I, I have a habit of being very upfront mm-hmm. with people. It's like, I'm not going to, like, and it's like, if you're good, I'll tell you you're good. Well, but it's like, if you're bad, I'm going to have to tell you. Well, you know, it depends you on the do. motive of who's asking you. Some guys actually want to know what looked good, and other guys want to be praised. Yeah, it yeah. Depends. And it's like, and there's sometimes where, you, and, and you know, sometimes you have a good match. It's like, my, there's really nothing I, I can say. Like, sometimes I just, like, I'll, I'll watch a match, and it's really that one die that you just got to get rid of because it's not working. Yeah. It doesn't work. Just get rid of it. Like when Dragon Rojo would do that ramp. Remember he would do that die, that yes, drop kick off? Yes. He would always get hurt. And I even suggest stop doing it. But I mean, he kept doing it. So it's like, yeah. you're not going to. Well, well, and it's like those things are more of a spectacle more than part of the match because, uh, you know, as, as I was growing up, when I'd see lucha matches, a tope usually signaled the turning of the yeah, time yeah. match. The guy who did the tope hurt the other guy and now a guy gives somebody a tope and the guy who gave the tope is it's just as injured as the other guy yes, it's like, yes. it's, like, it's, like it's like would you pull out a gun and shoot somebody but then shoot yourself just to make it an even play that's what a tope <laughs> is like these days yeah. it's like it's like, look, I'm going to get us both hurt and it's not even going to change the tide of the match yeah. where where um uh, I remember, I mean, the best example I could give is Hadco Plaza, old school. The opening matches, if you saw Tope at all, which usually you wouldn't in an open match, because, you know, the maestros would say, don't go stealing the show in the first match. Yeah. And they still do that now. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. And, but but if they said... Certain, certain, promo- certain people. If they did a Tope in the opening match, the guy who did the Tope cleaned the clock of the other guy and he usually won the match like count out or something right yeah and and uh same in the main events they might do the triple topes but that triple tope meant the other guys just got their clock clean also it, yeah the cmll kind of has a, a no tope policy for the first fall guy for the mm-hmm. first and that's why i was saying put the women in that match cause, yes yes because i think i think that's because i mean first of all some of the guys shouldn't do dives there's i'm not saying that all of them shouldn't shouldn't and you know some of the women i'm sure like I don't think Suxi's does a lot of dives. I think she does a like a like something off the ramp, but not, off the apron, but nothing too um, big. But um, like some of the guys, like Soberano Junior, that's basically what he's gonna be. <laughs> he's gonna be a guy who can do dives. Yeah. Um, Star Junior's another guy's gonna do dives. They should be the guys doing the dives. It shouldn't be like them working an opener and like let me do a headlock for like you know a couple of minutes and and get nailed, get beaten down by the Rudo. They got to learn how to do all this stuff. That's the only way they're going to, repetition is the only way they're going to learn it. And, you know, with, with, with the, with the, with the women, it just doesn't, I mean, Estrella has been, first of all, Estrella has been in the business for a really long time. So it's like, she's already, she's already what she is going to be. So it's like, it, it, it it doesn't really, and I think it might actually help the women a little more because their matches kind of fall apart when they do some of the stuff that they're trying to do. They they overdo some of the stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Also, I remember, <clears throat> I remember when one of the the local boys, Crazy Boy, years ago, uh, was, um, you know, working indies and CML show openers in Mexico in the early '90s, and he was talking about uh, uh, the Apache Girls, and he's saying the reason they're so much better is because. They trained with men, and you know it's not that men are better wrestlers, but 
he said you know, there'll be a lot of women who were trained with kid gloves. Yeah. And where, you know, their dad made sure that they busted their ass. Yeah, and you and know they, they wrestle, you know they and they're not they're not they're not the type that do a lot of dives and stuff like. That. Although they're a lot, they're a lot. I mean, we're com- and that's the other thing we're comparing like really good workers to. Um, you know, one, some that aren't really that great. Yeah, and that's why I, th- I, why I think a lot of the women, maybe, I mean, I'm not there, so I don't know, but maybe that's one of the reasons the women aren't as strong is because they're, I don't know, maybe they're trained with each other and don't have enough. I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. So Lucha Underground, we were talking about this off-air, and uh, you mentioned you've only watched the first episode. Yes, and I enjoyed why, it. Why haven't you watched the rest of them? Because uh, you got I'm, other things to do. I'm Vandal Drummond. You got you got other more <laughs> important famous, things. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm I'm. Which yeah. you, did you like the show? The first. Yeah, I loved it. I actually liked it a lot. You like the the intergender match? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a beatdown, right? That's why you don't like it. Yeah, it was a, a little overkill. too much. Yeah. Overkill. I mean, it did. I think they it, gave it her a ruin, little bit. It didn't ruin the yeah. show for me or anything. like I that. I really liked the first match, King Cuerno versus Phoenix. I did too. Really good. Um, the. The three-way that they had with um, Ivelisse, Angelico, and Son of Havoc, I wasn't really that into. Didn't do that much. And then the Mil Muertes was a beatdown on her on Ivelisse. But I actually thought the I liked the storyline and all this stuff. Was that the episode where um, Dario Cueto was shown on starting underground fighting? No, this no? is the one where where it opens with Vampiro getting... Oh, the... I mean, come on. Who didn't know Vampiro was crazy? I mean, that's, 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 that's the... It took them long enough to put him in a mental institute. Uh, many of us, many of us involved in lucha, were wondering when he, if he's ever been in a mental institute. You know, it's funny because you know we mentioned earlier that I tried to watch David uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, retirement speech, but originally I was going to watch it live. But you know, since I get up at four in the morning, I was getting really sleepy. But I actually started watching an episode of Raw, uh-huh. and it, so I think of that episode of Lucha Underground. And I think of that episode of Raw, by the time, you know, I got too tired and couldn't watch anymore, I realized why I never watched Raw. That angle they did with uh, Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, and The Miz. Took so long, It right? took forever. <laughs> yes. And that's not a knock on any of them. Yeah. You could be the most talented person, but it... And then even the next day when I went back on the DVR and was fast-forwarding through it... You're like, holy it shit. It was going forever. Yes. And Lucha Underground... Okay. I liked Lucha Underground, but just say everything sucked. It's one hour worth of stuff. Yeah, yeah, sucked. yeah. It, it, it's like... And we've watched wrestling that's been an hour that sucked. So oh, yeah, like, yeah. And that's, yeah. you know... And it's funny where we're talking it's, about... It's so weird because I can watch... Like, we were talking about the CML shows, how, how some of them have been that good. I could sit through those two-hour shows perfectly fine. Same here. I'll complain about them, but then Raw, I think by about... And this week, because um, Better Call Sal started, so I didn't really care about it. Like, I just switched to that instead. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like... I think I, I think I couldn't even tell you what happened in the first hour because I was so bored with it. Yeah. I saw... I, I, I couldn't... I don't even remember that. I didn't even remember Kevin Owens wrestled, like, the first match on the show. I was like, Kevin Owens... Somebody, until I was listening to Observer, I was like, Kevin Owens wrestled the first match on the show? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't watch for ages because it kind of, like, cleansed my palate. So I don't have it... I'm, I was watching it, and I couldn't compare it to the previous week and the previous week. First time I watched it in, God, over a year, easily. Yeah. And as I'm watching, I'm saying, 
I feel like I'm watching a TV show where the whole purpose of the show is to kill time. You know, I, I can't imagine doing um, that, that show that Brian, um, that Bix and um, Chris Elner do where they go back and... No, and no. And we, we watch a week... Of, talk about a week of wrestling. Because, I mean, I, I, like we were talking about um, Raw. I can't, I can't tell you anything that happened in Raw from like 2002 to now <laughs> I can't yeah, remember anything yeah. like if you told me something I'd be like yeah I don't remember that <laughs> but it's like like if you ask me about Stone Cold like that era I could tell you all this other stuff like oh yeah I used to watch Raw and I would tune in to Nitro and I could tell you everything that was happening in both shows like but nowadays I can't really tell you anything about what's going on in those shows um, this, so what you missed on um, oh you didn't watch The Dare Wolf The what? The Dare Wolf PJ Black I uh, remember that guy, um, Justin Gabriel, in um, yes. WWE. Mm-hmm. He's now in um, Lucha. Oh no Number. way! No way! And he's the Dare Wolf. He showed up. Um, he was riding a motorcycle, and some guys in um, like a vignette uh, skit. Yes, yes. Where, um, oh, um, CML had skits. I should mention that too. Um, CML had some skits on their shows too. Um, but um, but it was more like an old school skits for CML. But mm-hmm. back to Lucha Underground. Uh, so he shows up. And and like he's riding a, a a motorcycle, and some guys show up, and they're following him. They all stop, and he decides to they fight him. I have no idea what the fuck was going on with this, but then like <laughs> then he wrestles um the Mac, and I think the Mac ended up. I think the Mac beat him actually. I don't think PJ Black won. I think the Mac. Won. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, but um, it, it, it's funny because they debut guys, and they have the guy lose right. on their debut. Um, but. What was I going to say about that? But I, I, I just can't stand the name the Darewolf for some reason. It just, <laughs> it sounds too like indie level. Like Darewolf sounds too indie level. Yeah, I'm the Darewolf. <laughs> it reminds me of that what was that? There was a show like in the '80s with that um that the helicopter that that could shoot weapons. That, oh, um, I can't remember what it was. It might have been called that. <laughs> Air, Air, Airwolf. Airwolf. Yes, Airwolf. Yes. I would. That would have been cooler. Call him Airwolf and like have him show up in. That would be a human ha- helicopter. Yeah, have him show up in the helicopter shooting down stuff. Like, <laughs> it would make sense. And um, yeah, so that 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 show, um, they had um, Pentagon Junior team with Prince Puma against um, the disciples. But the thing we found out was um, uh, Cortez Castro. Oh, um, Cortez Castro. He's a cop or something, isn't he? Yes. Me, yes. You spoiled it for me. He's, he's at the precinct talking, giving um, his um, chief, the, his commanding officer, an update. And we find out he's actually Officer Reyes. So I guess it's going to be Officer Ricky oh. Reyes. So um, the, the, his boss tells him that he hasn't been doing a good job because he hasn't been able to um, arrest Dario Cueto. He doesn't uh-huh. even know where he's at. So... Um, so he, the the, uh, the the his command his chief tells him that he's gonna have to get a partner, and his partner ends up being Officer Joey Ryan. <laughs> ah, I lo- oh, I so, love it! So I Joey Ryan it. is now like the oh sleazy. My God. He kind of have you seen Orange Is the New Black? Yes, I have. He kind of reminds me of the 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 guard with the mustache. Yes, yes. It reminds me of him. It's like <laughs> remi- it just the way he acts and stuff. So then, like in the last last week's show, this past Wednesday show. Uh, he's being like all hard on um, on right on right on Cortez. I was gonna say Joey Ryan being hard. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. So he's talking about he's talking about how how he's gonna show him how how it's like to be a cop. So he goes undercover into the the temple to wrestle. Um, uh-huh. and his first match is against Cage. Oh my God! Although he gave him a competitive match, but it was like he pretty much beat him. Um, Sexy Star was is I think that actually was shown in the first episode. She was. Uh, 
she's still held cap- captive by um, Marty the Moth, right? Yeah. So she escaped. Mm-hmm. She escaped Marty the Moth, and she's running through the hallway. And uh, remember that hallway in backstage mm-hmm. at the oh, temple. Yeah. She's running, and Willie um, the Mac, the Mac shows uh-huh. up, and he's like, "What? What? What? What's going on? Where you been?" And she's like, "What are you running from?" And and, and she she's like the, the moth, and he's like he's like, "Oh, I'll I'll beat that guy up." And she's like, he, and she's like "No, not him, her." And he turns around and he just looks in shock, and and I guess that she shows up. It's supposed to be cheerleader Melissa, oh, I guess. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, uh, Cobra Moon also debuted, beating Bengala. Actually, she was the one person that debuted that actually won. Actually, yeah, she beat was Bengala. That, was that the I, girl? She's on um, Thunder Rosa. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, we saw her at um, Stardom. Remember, I told you she was like, she had a cool look. She had a cool look. She was very green. Wasn't she it? was very green in her match. She's new. She's new. But I mean, I, I think she has she has some talent. Oh, cool. She cool. looks like she could be something. Like um, Jack Evans beat Drago in the third week. Wow. And um, he grabbed the mic and said he was now the Dragon Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack the, Evans rocks. The cool thing was Jack Evans was watching the show. Like he was re- tweeting out mm-hmm. while the show was going on. So he was just like being like a total clown and everything. Oh, cool. So when the, when the Officer Reyes was revealed... He, he tweets me back. He's like, I, I've never been more disappointed in someone. <laughs> but that was funny. Um, what else happened? Um, I think that's pretty... Oh, um, Prince Puma versus Pentagon Jr. was really good. Oh, I can only imagine. Really good. It was short, eight minutes, but it was really good. I think you'll, I don't mind you'll like it. I don't mind short. Really good. Um, Phoenix versus King Cuerno every time is really good. Mm-hmm. It happens again in the third week, so... You have a couple good matches to watch, so, so it's like like it's, I said, I love a one-hour yeah. show with short. <laughs> Rey Mysterio um, is um, training um, Dragon Azteca Junior, and I think you know who Dragon Azteca Junior is right. No, I don't. Remember that day we were talking to Ray Horace, and yes. he told us he had a big surprise. That was, was the big surprise. No yeah, that he was he Very he cool. couldn't, and, cool. I, and he didn't reveal it. So now I kind of that's actually even more yeah. impressive. I think he had already got it. that. What was that June when we talked to him? About June, May, yeah. June. So he, glad, when was the last time we even been to a show? October. Yeah, we'll be going this Sunday. Really? East cool. LA. Gonna go see Damien. We're gonna go get see that wild hijo. What is that? Familia de Tijuana versus Alley Fuckers, and that's right. That's always wild. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> there's kids to run around and worry about the guys throwing chairs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen those guys wrestle, they they're not the most um, aesthetic. You know, beauty, beauty they're, they're not the they're technical. chaos. Just chaos. Yeah. A lot of wild stuff going on in that match. They make, those matches. They make hardcore matches look uh, contrived. And I guess Tornado Negro 2 is finally going to retire. Yes, so. yes. Which is one reason I'd like to go. He's a yeah. really good guy. So Really good guy, too. Like, And he, a guy who was going to retire last year and couldn't because people kept booking him. <laughs> I know. Well, like, man, like I said, some people have trouble yeah. with the ghost. Yeah. I didn't even know he was um, with the Familia till like he, they finally added him to the group. Yeah, which was I was like, wow, really, yeah, really nice guy. Yeah. I'll never forget. I'll never forget um, when uh, Gemini Kid, Eric Anderson, and I were doing the angle for the hair versus mask, and La Opinion actually did a big write up about the upcoming match, and uh, in the same column they were writing about. Uh, Tornado Negros map uh, match, and 
he just gigged the hell out of his forehead. I mean, he was gushing blood that yeah. night. And so the promoter, Antonio Alvarez, you've met him. Yeah. And, you know, English is still very broken, but, you know, before we knew it was in La Opinion, he called and says, oh, you see the paper? And I'm going, no, no. He says, oh, uh, they have the picture with you. And then uh, he couldn't remember Tornado Negro's name. He's saying, um, and the guy, uh, uh... Oh, the guy with too much blood? <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, they had a picture of yeah. him just bleeding oh, buckets. <laughs> yeah. Very nice guy. Yeah. Um, I guess the last thing I wanted to mention was um, that WW Global Cruiserweight Tournament. I yes, guess it's a show that they're going to do. Today's the first I heard about Oh, really? Yeah. From me, or did you hear Period. about it earlier? I, yeah. Really? Oh, so when I brought it up, you were kind of like wondering, because I brought it up during the podcast. I heard about it. I read about it earlier oh, okay. today. I've okay. seen Twitter mentions of it on Twitter and I'm like what's this cruiser way they're talking about yeah so apparently they're doing they're doing this show where they're going to bring in 32 participants mm-hmm. I guess well I guess it's a tournament um, during the summer I guess it's going to be starting in July and what's what Triple H said was that they were going to have like a mix I guess it's going to have some WWE some talent that's already in WWE but they're currently scouting talent outside of um, WWE like Indie, they mentioned Evolve, mm-hmm. a couple of indie promotions, and I guess they also mentioned that they were going to check um, England and other parts. And I think Meltzer mentioned that they had already had, they already had some people in mind from Mexico. Mm-hmm. So cool. I'm curious. I'm curious. First of all, who's going to like? Because I think you basically can't get the Lucha Underground guys, right? Unless they worked out a deal with Lucha Underground, which I doubt. I don't picture it. And um, so. I can't imagine the non AAA, the non Lucha Underground guys in AAA would be available, yeah. and I don't know if they'd be interested because I think Lucha Underground kind of got the guys who fit more of the style the, mm-hmm. of it that they would want, and the CML guys. I mean, that's a pretty big risk because I mean the the tournament basically, the it's like a tryout. It's like a trial, basically. Yes. It's not. It's not really you getting a spot in WWE. Yeah, you're not locked in. It's not so like, like guaranteed employment. I'm not sure if the CML guys are really going to be like, should we go for that or. So I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I'm guessing they're going to get indie guys from that, Mexico. That's not most reasonable. I mean, it. I mean, I would guess Bestia six 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 is probably I mean, one of them. Look at look at Sombra, top dog in Mexico. Yeah, and, but he got a contract. So yeah, exactly. But I'm saying even somebody on top kind of has to start from scratch, so to speak. Yeah. So I mean, which I, he knows. And I, speaking of which, I I heard he had an amazing match with Sami Zayn. Yeah, I heard that too. Nobody's seen it besides. I know. People. I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, but I heard it was a, um, excellent. Yeah, so I'm. I mean, I could see some guy going without a mask mm-hmm. and showing up, maybe not telling them who he is. Yeah. You could probably probably just alter a bit of your moves move set. I think the one guy I think I would probably tell to go is Bolador Junior. I would tell him to go. I don't know why he wouldn't like. I think he's a guy who could probably get back in CML without a problem. Probably. Well, that's that's what I dig about Sombra is there's somebody who actually mapped out what he's doing. And you never know. Maybe there are guys who are going to say, "Hey, they're going to they're offering us U.S. dollars for a, a certain amount of weeks with WWE plus a little more exposure." Yep. I I think CML. I think more promoters are going to be a little more open about saying, "Hey, yeah, go well, ahead." Plus, and that's how you go about it too. Because my my hunch is that. Sombra did it really professionally. Yeah. Said, here's my opportunity where, 
you hear about other guys just like, uh, well, I'm out of here. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, I think the only problem right now is like the the names and stuff like that. Yeah, that would be like the issue. But it's like, why? why? Wait, use a different name. Yeah, use I mean, a different wrestling. name. Yeah, use a different name. <clears throat> Tell CML what you're gonna do. See if they're okay with it. Go with it. Oh, but yeah. I don't think I don't think that's gonna. I think it's gonna be indie guys and like a lot of American indie guys and maybe like two or three luchadors and then Sombra is gonna be in there. I don't think it's going to be as much. Yeah. It'll yeah. be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. And one of our, we should, since we've already brought up Volador Jr., uh-huh. um, who I, Ray Horace, Nero Casas, as people who we've interviewed who have done something this this past couple of weeks, um, Trauma 1 won the IWRG IC heavyweight title. Ah. So that, that, basically what we're trying to say is if you're a luchador, you should do interviews with us. Cause Absolutely. You're going to succeed. <laughs> Hey, we got a rub man. Yeah, look at get you pushed. Look at Darryl Casas. He's going to work Dos Leyes <laughs> as Volador Jr. And we're going to take if, the if, credit. Yes, if not for us. We're going to take all yes. the credit. And, oh, and there, <laughs> there's more Mariachi Locos, too. Um, IWRG, um, they, they debuted Mariachi Locos. Uh-huh. And it ended up being Hijo del Diablo, um, his son, Hijo del Diablo Jr. I think that's what he's called. I don't I think it might be something different. And um, Imposible. And they showed the um, one of these um, on one of these um, news group sites, Lucha news sites mm-hmm. from Mexico. Had uh, they filmed a, a backstage video of them um, as they're preparing for their match. They start singing, <laughs> <laughs> like they start singing mariachi songs. Right. So it's like wow, they're Imposible is a really good singer. I'm surprised. That's another guy who should really be in CML and or maybe should be somewhere else too because he's, he's actually pretty good too. Yeah, so. I, I was sure. People put loco in their name since, since. Well, they're just calling their trio. Their trios in mariachi. Locos. Yeah, but but we got to do a different spin. How about like a, I don't know los mariachis narcoleptico or something. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. No, I kind of like it. You know, it's a trio. And well, lo- you know why it's mariachi loco because of that song. Yeah, but but I think lo- everybody loco, tributes been that locos song. in wrestling forever. And you know, the problem is there's so many mariachi locos too. Like right now, there's like there's. Two in California, I think. Oh, three. I know. I yeah, think there might be three in California. Locos everywhere. I, how, about, how about ones that have a sleeping disorder or some kind? <laughs> you, you have a six-man tag. One of the guys is a sleeping. Yeah, he part. goes to tag his partners, but he can't because they fell asleep. Yeah, you know, it's like we're onto something. That would work like in one of those wacky indie promotions. Absolutely. But you, you know, nowadays it's like yeah. nowadays people don't really want to do that. <laughs> Although they do do it, but it's like I don't know. So what else is going on, Kurt? Any other, any other news Not you have? Not a whole uh, lot. Like uh, I'll probably have some more fun little historical trivia in the next episode. And I'll probably watch Fantastic Mania by then. <laughs> That's why. Yes, yes. So we will. We'll both. It will be another retro episode. Episode number fifty-three of Lucha World. Lightning edition, not Thunder. I might watch Fantastic Man. I don't know yet. So you might watch that. Uh, I'll probably read, have read more of the Strangler Lewis book. Oh, speaking of what you know. I haven't had time. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you were talking about. Um, I figured you were asking if, if I've done something that I haven't had no, time. No, <laughs> when you're talking about the Guerrero Maya, how they, they got the names. Yeah. Something I never knew before you. You know, Strangler Lewis actually took his name from a different Strangler Lewis. <laughs> Seriously, there's a, there's a very famous. There's Strangler a generation Lewis. of Stranglers. <laughs> <laughs> this Strangler got his name from this Strangler. This Strangler. Strangled. No, but, but it's even funnier how he got the name. He strangled. Well, some. because he wrestled as under his real name, like Robert Frederick, uh-huh. 
and is that Lewis? That was this Robert was, Frederick. Yeah, this is the the most famous Strangler Lewis. You know, he was wrestling under his real name, and you know the other Strangler Lewis had long since retired, uh, and he uh, came into some town where. Somebody was using his name, was using the Robert Frederick name. <laughs> so they said, well, what do we do? And the, whoever the, I can't remember who, who Yohi said the promoter was, well, it says, oh, well, we'll call you Strangler Lewis after the old wrestler. Yeah. Just like, we'll be Strangler Lewis tonight. And he became Strangler Lewis forever. I wonder if they, were, they had issues back then over names and shit like that. Probably. I mean, this guy, I mean, if there was another guy with his name and he didn't really care and just went with Strangler Lewis. Must Probably not. I bet you the names weren't trademarked. Yeah. Um, you know, and how many masked marvels were there? Yeah. Nowadays, if somebody came up with a gimmick, they'd probably trademark it. Yeah. Uh, Frank Gotch, there's a ton of people who use the Gotch name. There's even a woman wrestler named Fran Gotch. <laughs> Where? Was this, oh, was somewhere it? in the, I want to say in the 50s and 60s. Fran Gotch. I think just here in the States. Like, <laughs> um, I, I gotta see a picture of her. She's probably like Thunder Kitty looking, right? Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, I never saw a picture of her. Um, I, I mean, Kitty I mean people just... have rehashed names over and over. Uh, <laughs> when I res- went to wrestle for Al Timko, he called me Jerry Brown. <laughs> were, Jerry Brown? Were you insulted because you look like the man? <laughs> <laughs> He should have teamed you with the Mexican. Well, no, and told me. He says... Did, oh. did, did Jerry Brown ever team up with, like, a Mexican and they call him, like, Chico and the Man? No? <laughs> that would have been a great that gimmick. That would have been awesome. Yeah, because he always... Looked, I was, but no, but, when, but, first time I saw him, I'm like, dude, that looks like the man from Chico and the Man. Well, 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 he did, didn't he? Yes, I was like... Well, I remember talking with Ed Moretti about it, and Ed says, promoters are weird that way. Like, Timco obviously thinks that they think these Vancouver fans are going to know who Jerry Brown was. I don't even know if Jerry Brown ever worked. And you didn't look anything like Jerry Brown. Did you look, did he, did young? I looked nothing like Young him. Jerry Brown, maybe? Did he look like no. that? No. No, and, and then uh, that same year, Moretti said I, that he went to wrestle for the Maritimes. Oh, who's the promoter? I can't remember the promoter's name. But, you know, he's Moondog Moretti. Uh, they said, no, you're Lenny Montana. <laughs> for who who was Lenny what, what was that based and, on because Lenny Montana remember the guy who played uh, 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 the ill-fated mobster in The Godfather the, uh, Luca Bra- Luca Bravi the one, yeah, 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 the one yeah. who gets strangled yeah 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 well he was a wrestler oh okay he's Lenny Montana <laughs> well uh, they thought uh, he looked like him no he looked he like didn't him. even look like him no <laughs> Promoters would do that. They would just name you after wrestlers that nobody remembers, thinking it meant something. <laughs> Seriously, they did this. I can imagine Moondog Moretti's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I look nothing like him. He's in the mirror looking at himself like... Well, that's the funny thing is I was asking him, like, why do they do that? And, and he just had this resigned look like, that's just the way promoters are. <laughs> They're weird really. like that. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was a... Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just weird. <laughs> when Hillbilly Jim got hurt, uh, you know, he's supposed to be in the first WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but he got injured. And I actually liked him better when he was Harley Davidson, like the look. I love that. Yeah, like I saw, I, I did, it took me ages to see that video that he did. they did in a... I love that video! 
that was such a great video. I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. Where, I was like, that's Hilly Billy, Hillbilly Jim. As Hillbilly Jim, yeah, he, he, looked, he looked like so much fun. He looked like fun, like a fun loving yeah. guy. But the other guy looked so much. That would have been a cooler gimmick, like for, it for around, it like just L.A. and all those territories, like a a biker, a, a, a cool ass looking biker, like showing up and beating the shit out of people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, well, I remember when he got hurt. Uh, you know, Dr. Jerry Graham had sons. He was hoping to get in the business, and he was he was saying, "Ah, well, I wonder if I could talk to Vince. You know, we'll put a wig on one of my boys. Say he's Hillbilly Jim. Nobody will know the difference." And, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you know, "Billy Jim's like six three, six four, oh yeah, absolutely, six five or something." But you know, the, the doc didn't realize this isn't 1950 where if somebody got hurt, you could put a mask on somebody else and go to the next town. And since they never saw the person on TV a hundred times, uh, nobody's going to know the difference, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they, they probably still I do stuff like, like a mask. get away with it. Like when they did the whole Sinkara thing, it's like, yeah, that guy doesn't look anything like the other Sinkara. <laughs> Nothing like him. And then he starts wrestling. He yeah, because really like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I mean, as bad as Caristico can be at times, he can still go at times because he's, he's yeah. not as bad as... He had he he was in a match on um, Tuesday. He looked really good, like Caristico. Like he oh, looked, cool. He looked a lot better. It really did. Cybernetico has been surprisingly good. I mean, I don't really? have no idea what that's actually been missing. Yes, he's actually catching dives and shit like that. Like, I think I, like a lot of the guys were saying that when you go to AAA, you just don't do a lot of the stuff that Sharker was saying that he kind of he kind of slacked off and kind of like you lose your motivation. Yeah, he said he just said the style's not not the same, so he kind of. He just just kind of phoned he, it in. Yeah, he kind of he had he said he he felt bad that he phoned it in. Wow. Yeah. Well, is this a two-hour podcast? Uh, we're going on well exactly ninety minutes. Oh, that's good. That's just perfect. like the wrestling I watched when yeah. I was a child. Yeah. I'm channeling. I'm 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 joining forces with Jim okay. Cornette now. You don't want to do it. Another... I do think we need to give Jim Cornette a salute because he actually got us talking about him for a good I don't know twenty minutes. So. Well, we're talking about, yeah, that's true. But then we talk about other stuff besides Jim Cornette. This we're, is true. This is true. Yeah. But there's a lesson to be learned there. We were talking about how Memphis was similar to Lucha Underground. <laughs> <laughs> and it really was because it was a small man promotion, too. So yeah. it's weird. My, my ducket, yeah. yeah. I'm an old man because I do cry. I wonder what Bill Dun- Dundee thinks of it. I picture him digging it. Yeah, because I mean, smaller Russell. I, I would think. Like you were saying about promoters liking certain styles. Yeah, I so like, I, I, I think you go based on what you kind of were a fan of or your, what you did. And Bill yeah, Dundee was a small wrestler. He loved, and this is the other thing, Rock and Roll Express versus Midnight Express. I mean, how could you not like oh Lucha if you're watching that? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I've never understood that. That's when, whenever I, somebody tells me yeah. about this, it's like, dude, how can you not like Ricky, R- Ricky Mort was doing Lucha spots. He was oh, totally, doing a lot of totally. spots. He may have not known that. And it. that's why I, I'm saying, I, I mean, I think I think there's sincerity in what Cornette's, Cornette's saying, but I think more than anything, he's yeah. trying to get people, I, I think he's trying to get people it, pissed. It's weird, like, like just some of the stuff that you grew up, like Ric Flair, a lot of what Ric Flair does is Nero Casa stuff does, too. Oh, I totally, mean. totally. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Although Nero Casa is a lot, he's not as repetitive as... Um, as Ric Flair was. There's nobody like Casas. Yeah. There is nobody like Nico Casas. That guy yeah, He's is... amazing. He's still at this age. Yeah, absolutely. And he's not going to stop. Nope. Unlike this podcast, which is... <laughs> On that note, I must say, we'll see you guys soon. We don't know when. We've been in such an erratic schedule. Well, 
let's hope for no computer shutdowns, no more illnesses. Although if you're going to a wrestling show, you might actually get ill. You know your track record. Yeah, this is true. You can find it up at worst. Yeah. As no, well, we're only going to watch. It seems like yeah. whenever I actually oh, when wrestle a show, I wind up getting sick a few days later. Yeah. You want my co? Hopefully, you don't have no to, more wrestling for Kurt. Hopefully, you don't have to be in the in the Familia de Tijuana versus Alley Fuckers match. I'll be more than just sick. I'll be flattened. <laughs> no, I, you you tell Superboy. No, I I can't sub for that. Yeah, I'm in good enough uh, shape to be the, the timekeeper yeah, for that match, I think. I, I can't sub for that. That's, that's too violent for me. <laughs> well, until next time, comrades, uh, have a totally bitchin' week, and we'll be talking to you really... Wait, no, I'm sounding too much like that other guy. What other guy? Alvarez. Oh, Alvarez. We'll be seeing you soon. No, uh, well, until next time, uh, Hare Krishna. <laughs>